0: May 27th, as we turn our attention now to the New Testament, today's reading will take place in John chapter 16, verses 1 through 33, where we'll learn about the world's opposition. The Lord warned them about the opposition that would come, speaking to His disciples. Don't be surprised when you are persecuted by religious people, for this has been going on ever since Cain killed Abel. The Spirit helps us witness to the world and glorify Christ before the world, so depend on Him. And we'll learn about the world's joy. When Jesus was arrested and crucified and buried, the world system rejoiced because their enemy was out of the way. But you know what? Today, He is alive, and we have every reason to rejoice. Now, the Lord does not replace our sorrow with joy. No, He transforms our sorrow into joy. The same baby that gives the mother pain also gives her joy. The world's joy does not last, but the believer's joy is forever. And then as we continue our reading in John chapter 16, we'll learn about the world's defeat. In the next few hours... The disciples would watch their world fall apart, and yet Jesus assured them that He was the winner. I have overcome the world is a fact, it's not a promise, and it applies to us today. We are overcomers through Him. And with that, let's begin our reading today in the New Testament. May twenty seventh, John chapter 16, verses 1 through 33. I, Jesus, have told you these things, so that you won't fall away, for you will be expelled from the synagogues, and the time is coming when those who kill you will think they are doing God a service. This is because they have never known the Father or me. Yes, I am telling you these things now, so that when they happen, you will remember I warned you. I didn't tell you earlier, because I was going to be with you for a while longer, But now I am going away to the one who sent me, and none of you has asked me where I am going. Instead, you are very sad. But it is actually best for you that I go away, because if I don't, the Counselor won't come. If I do go away, He will come, because I will send Him to you, and when He comes, He will convince the world of its sin, and of God's righteousness, and of the coming judgment." The world's sin is unbelief in me. Righteousness is available because I go to the Father, and you will see me no more. Judgment will come because the Prince of this world has already been judged. Oh, there is so much more I want to tell you, but you can't bear it now. When the Spirit of Truth comes, He will guide you into all truth. He will not be presenting His own ideas. He will be telling you what He has heard. He will tell you about the future. He will bring me glory by revealing to you whatever He receives from me. All that the Father has is mine. This is what I mean when I say that the Spirit will reveal to you whatever He receives from me. In just a little while, I will be gone, and you won't see me anymore. Then, just a little while after that, you will see me again." The disciples ask each other, What does he mean when he says, You won't see me, and then you will see me? And what does he mean when he says, I am going to the Father? And what does he mean by, A little while? We don't understand. Jesus realized they wanted to ask him, so he said, Are you asking yourselves what I meant? I said, In just a little while I will be gone, and you won't see me anymore. Then just a little while after that, You will see me again. Truly you will weep and mourn over what is going to happen to me, but the world will rejoice. You will grieve, but your grief will suddenly turn to wonderful joy when you see me again. It will be like a woman experiencing the pains of labor. When her child is born, her anguish gives place to joy because she has brought a new person into the world. You have sorrow now. But I will see you again. Then you will rejoice, and no one can rob you of that joy. At that time, you won't need to ask me for anything. The truth is, you can go directly to the Father and ask Him, and He will grant your request because you use my name. You haven't done this before. Ask using my name, and you will receive, and you will have abundant joy I have spoken of these matters in parables, but the time will come when this will not be necessary, and I will tell you plainly all about the Father. Then you will ask in my name. I am not saying I will ask the Father on your behalf, for the Father himself loves you dearly because you love me and believe that I came from God. Yes, I came from the Father into the world, and I will leave the world and return to the Father. Then his disciples said, At last you are speaking plainly, and not in parables. Now we understand that you know everything, and don't need anyone to tell you anything. From this we believe that you came from God. Jesus asked, Do you finally believe? But the time is coming, in fact it is already here, when you will be scattered, each one going his own way, leaving me alone. Yet I am not alone, because the Father is with me. I have told you all this, so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart, because I have overcome the world. Today we're reading Psalm 119, verses 65 through 80. The Word of God can encourage you in times of affliction. What life does to you depends upon what life finds in you. If the word is in your mind and heart, affliction can bring out the best in you. If not, well, it may bring out the worst in you. The school of suffering never graduates any students, so ask God to teach you the lessons He wants you to learn. God made you and knows best how you should manage your life. The Bible is his how-to-do-it manual for making life work successfully. It tells you how to use your body and mind, how to handle your time and money, and how to make right decisions. Obeying it can keep you from getting into trouble and hurting yourself and others. Do not wait until, you know, all else fails before you read the instructions. It may be too late. Psalm 119, verses 65 through 80. You have done many good things for me, Lord, just as you promised. I believe in your commands. Now teach me good judgment and knowledge. I used to wander off until you disciplined me, but now I closely follow your word. You are good and do only good. Teach me your principles. Arrogant people have made up lies about me. But in truth, I obey your commandments with all my heart. Their hearts are dull and stupid, but I delight in your law. The suffering you sent was good for me, for it taught me to pay attention to your principles. Your law is more valuable to me than millions in gold and silver. You made me. You created me. Now give me the sense to follow your commands." May all who fear you find in me a cause for joy, for I have put my hope in your word. I know, O Lord, that your decisions are fair. You disciplined me because I needed it. Now let your unfailing love comfort me, just as you promised me your servant. Surround me with your tender mercies, so I may live, for your law is my delight." Bring disgrace upon the arrogant people who lied about me. Meanwhile, I will concentrate on your commandments. Let me be reconciled with all who fear you and know your decrees. May I be blameless in keeping your principles. Then I will never have to be ashamed. Proverbs 16, verses 4 and 5. The Lord has made everything for His own purposes, even the wicked for punishment. The Lord despises pride. Be assured that the proud will be punished.